it was one night where um, the concept of death, mm. and I know you probably <laughs> wouldn't expect me to go that route, but the concept of death just really clicked for her mm. and her mortality and my mortality and Doug's mortality. And she started to cry Wow! because she was already grieving the possibility of Doug and I mm. not being around anymore. Silent night. I only have one wish for the shooting star. What? Okay. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the never-ending guest today's theme music saga. What is this? It's a Christmas song. It is? This is Christmas? Why? Our guest is Why? such a wonderful gift oh, to us. Oh, she is so such a wonderful Thank gift. you. I'm like a vacation so, song. I'm Christmas and spring. I'm so confused. <laughs> Me too. Me too, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Joyce. I'm so confused. I was confused about why we have a different theme song every week to start with. That was confusing enough. It just keeps you on your toes, you know? Uh, I guess it does. Well, if Joyce, it for sure does. For those of you who are listening and you're not watching, you're hearing a different voice mm -hmm. than Grace's. Grace is here. I'm here. Kurt, myself, I'm here. Producer Chris, as always, is here. I'm right here. And Joyce Jones Hello. is here as our Yay! guest today. So excited. And Joyce is getting a <laughs> she's getting a round of applause. Well deserved. And she's getting a uh, she's getting thrown into the 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 <laughs> oddness, the lack of professionalism that we are. That we it's are okay. the odd it's purpose okay. parents. I'm unprofessional too, so we uh, make a good team. Okay, nice. well, thank you. Well, welcome. Fits right You're in. in good company. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, thanks for listening, those of you who maybe are newer to the podcast. Maybe a friend told you about it. Um, as always, on the On Purpose Parent podcast, our goal is just to help give parents some. Um, some insight, some hope, some help, some tips mm -hmm. on raising their kids to be interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. At the end of the day, really, that's what we think parenting kind of boils down mm -hmm. to. Yeah, um, there's more to it than that. But man, if we if if we when we come to our parenting when the parenting journey kind of comes to an end, which I'm learning never does, by the way, <laughs> oh, um, this is my son's 26th birthday. Today is my oh. son's 26th birthday. And he's our youngest oh, wow. and we're still parenting him in, in, in some degree. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the consultant stage of parenting. Um, but man, you know, I look back and our, both of our children, they're interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus, making a kingdom contribution. And that, kind of matters more than anything else. Um, and so that's our hope. And along that journey, we go through all these different stages of parenting with different roles and goals. And that's what we've dedicated this series to is to talking to moms and dads mm -hmm. who are on that journey. And in our previous episode, we had Doug Jones, who's Joyce's husband, and they are in the crafting season mm -hmm. of parenting. They have two elementary age children. And today we're super excited to talk to Joyce and get some of her learnings and her, her perspectives of parenting in this unique stage of life. But before we do that, Grace. All right. Well, why don't we, we have a little icebreaker game to start us off, but for our listeners, why don't we, why don't you share a little bit about yourself, just what you do and about your family real quickly. I know uh, your husband was on here last week, but um, we may have new listeners today. So just so they have a little bit of context on you and your family. Sure. 
Well, thank you, Grace. Uh, my name is Joyce Jones, and I am married to Doug Jones. He's He's been on staff at Saddleback now for about 11 years, mm-hmm. and we have two kids, Emmy, who is going to be 10 soon. She's going to be double digits, and um, <laughs> Jude, who is seven. So we, um, I am a stay-at-home mom. After Emily was born, I decided that I wanted to be home full-time. Mm-hmm. And it's been an absolute gift and privilege. I just, I feel like I have moments where I just realize just uh, the blessing that it is mm-hmm. to be home with them. Mm-hmm. And I let Doug know that the other day. I said, I just feel really grateful for that. So thank you for being the provider of our family so that I can be home with them. Mm, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, can't wait to hear more about your experiences parenting at this stage. And we heard a little bit last week too. So it'll be great to kind of hear your perspective as well on your family. But to kind of break the ice, we're going to play a little game that okay. we play with a lot of our kids. Oh, oh, here's Some more that music. <laughs> intro music to this game. It's the Dish of Ta-da! Destiny. Oh, wow. The Dish <laughs> With oh my goodness. The no, tub this is of very truth. Olympian. It's very a sports-centered <laughs> yeah, yeah, With Doug, you called it like the dish of doom. Oh, you'll have, gosh. You'll have to listen to it. It's a dish of destiny. <laughs> I'm glad that yeah. I have a positive well, yeah. on it. It's the same questions in there. So okay. We'll find out if they're doomy yes. or destiny or delightful. I or... know. So what you'll do is you'll pick three of these. These are would-you-rather questions, and then we'll just hit them up one by one. So okay. So pick three slips. What is this? From the Dish of oh, Destiny. Like folded. Yeah, okay. The Bowl I think I of Bewilderment. Oh. The when Bowl is, of okay. Bewilderment. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So first one. Would you rather be able to survive without sleeping or without food? <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> this oh my is a very gosh. appropriate I, parenting I, question, I think, right? I know that one. I know that yes. one. Uh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Probably without food. Gosh, I'm, I'm, is that what you were going to no, say? No, I, no. I was zero for three with your husband Doug. I was zero really? for three, and now I'm zero for one with it, Joyce. It was yeah. really funny. Kurt was like, "Oh, that one's obvious." Yes, and, and they then would then both say different things. Yeah, yeah, probably without food. Um, yeah, sleep is just it's it's it's, it's everything. I I need my sleep. Yeah, but you don't. No, that's the point. You don't need it. I, in this question, in this question, you wouldn't need it. That's the beauty of the. Cl- oh. You don't need it. Yes. Oh. You can survive without oh, you the can need survive for without food it. Okay. or the need oh, for sleep. Oh, you know sleep. what? I interpreted the question differently, too. Yes. Oh, well, then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I may. What, Either what? way, okay. we're saying we like sleep. Yes. Yeah, I do. I Fair do enough. like sleep. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Second question. Would you rather go without soap or without toothpaste for the rest of your life? Uh, oh, That gosh. one's easy. Now, for sure, we're going to align on this one. Okay, ready? Food. Yes. <laughs> without soap. What? Is that what you? No, no you were gonna say without no. you. <laughs> I'm just trolling Kurt now. Yeah, no. Whatever Kurt would say. Yeah, the opposite. Okay. The opposite. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm over five. Over five. Okay. With Let's the do the last one. Uh, oh, already did that one. Okay. Um, would you rather speak and understand every language on the planet, or be able mm. to communicate with animals? <laughs> oh, okay. oh, this one. So that weird. one's so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> Kurt knows that's the thing. Kurt has on, uh, strong um, <laughs> instincts for himself for these questions. Um, I think, I think the ability to communicate with animals. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's the point? What? Just because good answer. Sounds, good it sounds answer. fun. Like uh, I, mean, I don't know. How cool would that be? There are plenty exactly. of people that speak multi languages in the world, but. 
who can, who can speak to animals. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Make okay. it more interesting, yeah. more fun. Yeah. It, well, it would be interesting. I guess I'm just more pragmatic. Like, what of what? what how does that really benefit me? Whereas like, if I can speak point? every language, I can talk to every human. That you, is true. You can send that a bird true, but I think to I'm deliver looking... a message for you. Oh, yes, that's, 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 that's true. Fair. Well, that's you true. Could ask it. They too. used to do How that. Do you they, know, what you know do Joyce it. or Joyce. Well, Joyce too. But you know, Grace. They used to. They used to send birds to deliver oh, messages. Yeah. <laughs> like true. a thousand years ago, like and they decided, in, like in Harry Potter. Yeah, they decided that's not so awesome. Oh man. Well, I stick with my decision. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for playing our silly game. You can see here our vibe on this podcast is. Not too serious, but um, we do want to be a community of parents in our imperfections, in all of our real authentic experiences to um, just be a community with parents in, in whatever journey that we're going through. So could you start our morning off with sharing what has been maybe one or two of the most memorable parenting moments that you've had so far? Yes. Um, I'll start with Jude. Um, and I would say it's probably more of a mundane moment, um, but it also just had a lot of significance behind it. Mm. And it was a moment where I first heard him make little car noises. Yeah. And the reason behind that is before he was born, I remember making a post and just saying how much I look forward to that. You know, when I thought about having a boy, I thought him playing with his cars, with his trains. And so that day when I heard him, he was just, you know, I remember he was in his little onesie, his crocodile onesie, his big chubby cheeks and just making little raspberry noises uh, with his little monster truck along the carpet. And it was just a moment of gratitude because it was it was a simple moment, but it was a dream come mm. true. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just felt really grateful um, to see that come to life. Mm. It was really special. It's probably one of my favorite videos of him too. I could show you another day, but um, yeah, that's for Jude. And then, and he still likes monster trucks, by the way. <laughs> he still, we go to Monster Jam. He still loves his cars. And so, um, yeah, that's my Jude. And then for Emmy, I would say... It, it, it's a little less lighthearted with Amelia, but um, it was also a really powerful moment. And it, and it was one night where um, the concept of death, mm. and I know you probably <laughs> wouldn't expect me to go that route, but the concept of death just really clicked for her mm. and her mortality and my mortality and Doug's mortality. And she started to cry. Wow. Because she was already grieving the possibility of Doug and I mm. not being around anymore. Mm. Wow. And up to that point, I mean, I, I know that, you know, you always know that in the back of your mind. But it also became really re real for me as well. Mm. And it made me really sad. Mm. But I took that moment, Doug and I both took that moment to lay with her, to comfort her, and just to point her towards Jesus mm -hmm. and his mm -hmm. promises and that and of the hope that no matter what all is well and that we will be together mm -hmm. again and I, I do believe that mm -hmm. she found comfort in that and still does because she talks about that every now and again mm -hmm. just the idea of our family not mm -hmm. being together one day yeah so that's good wow it, parenting is wild isn't it um you think about two 
really memorable moments. Yeah. One is pretty mundane. It is. Right? I mean, every parent that's ever raised a child, at some point their child has made car noises. Exactly. Right? And yet the mundane, when it's the first time it's happened or when it's the fulfillment of something that in your mind you had dreamed about, oh, it'll be so fun Mm -hmm. someday to hear our son make car noises, that parenting is full of these little and yet really profound moments. And it's also full of seriously profound moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and conversations exactly. of you, you, you hadn't looked forward to the day that you had that conversation no, with, with Emmy, right? right? You didn't even know it was coming. Right. right. Um, and yet here you are in the middle of, wow, this is, this is a moment that Doug and I get to really right. shape or using our language craft yes. some aspect of understanding in our, in our daughter's, in our daughter's uh, worldview and her understanding of life okay. and death and, and who Jesus is and all of that. Um, it's just so powerful yeah. the the journey that we're on as parents. Joyce, as you as you think about this current stage, you're in this elementary stage. Both Jude and Emmy are elementary age, so you're in what we've coined as the the role of a mom of crafter. Yes. So you're crafting their faith. Mm. You're crafting their worldview. Um, what is something that you've really come to understand and appreciate about the uniqueness of the this crafter stage that you're in? Yes. Um, I'll start with Amelia. Um, Amelia is very lighthearted. Um, she's super fun, but she's also very deep. Mm-hmm. And she's a deep thinker, and she likes to express herself, whether it's through art, through creating, through her thoughts. And so she asks a lot of questions. Mm. Um, she wants to be understood, but she also wants to, yeah, understand. So I love that because she comes to Doug and I for guidance and I love that she comes to us first and we're able to have that, you know, first dibs on the influence mm. in her life mm-hmm. and um, that she feels comfortable enough to come to us about the things that she's struggling with or wondering or um, just really needs advice on. Um, for Jude, right now it's a fight between what he wants and what he we think is best for him, uh-huh. right? <laughs> oh, so that that is a big challenge. Um, but Jude also, um, he's really good at about expressing his frustration, putting those feelings into words. Mm. But with that, he's also really good about expressing what he needs. Mm. And most of the time at his age and stage, it's a hug. Right. And even if it's through tears of anger, which sometimes he'll be like, I need a hug, you know, Aww. from the other room. Um, but I love that because, oh, that's so sweet. yeah, as parents, we want to make things better. We, yeah. you know, when they're hurting, when they're frustrated, when they're mad, we want to make things better. So I love that I can be able to do that in a practical mm. way for him. And then most of the time, what I find is once his, you know, his guard is down, I've met his need. Now he's able to receive what I'm trying to communicate mm. in a better way. Yeah. And we can talk through what he's feeling. The consequence might still be there, you know, if it's something that, you know, he got in trouble for. Mm. But to say, I love you, this is why mm. yeah. we're going to proceed this way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. What are one or two, and they can be good or bad, but one or two like unexpected you, you, you didn't see this one coming yeah. um, of, of parenting in this elementary stage and you being a crafter, something that you go, 
that was awesome. Didn't expect it. Yeah. Or wow, that was rough. Didn't didn't expect that. Yeah. This one is pretty hard because what I didn't expect is for how they can do something. Okay, so let me start all over. My reaction. No, not my react. Yeah, my how I react to something mm-hmm. that they do, and mostly negative behavior, that will open an unhealed wound inside of me. Mm. Wow. So I find that it that that happens pretty mm. often, mm. and it doesn't allow me to respond. Instead, I react, and so mm-hmm. I think somebody once said, you know, if if you get really upset about something. Think about why it mm. makes you so upset. And it allows you to think about things more level-headed mm-hmm. and not personalize it so much. I just didn't realize how far my kids mm-hmm. could push me or the reactions that they can get out of me. So I'm trying to work on responding rather than reacting. Yeah. Mm. That's a really challenging yeah. task, especially when you have things you know, inside of you that you haven't necessarily dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to deal with those things and not be caught off guard. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's such a great point. Really and we've good. talked about that a little bit on the podcast about like triggers and how to handle um, being patient. But it's so true. I think part of what makes parenting so hard is it's not just about parenting the kid. It's about discovering our own maybe hurts or hangups or issues that we've had in the past Right. That in order, like you said it so well, to be able to address our kids, we have to kind of address those past issues as well. So, wow, it's rough. Absolutely. It is. (laughs) It is. But it's it's important work to do for sure. I realize that. It is important work because Mm -hmm. we don't want our issues, if that's the right phrase, Right. right, to become our kids' issues. That's right. And that's that's where you talk all the time, whether it's addictions or anger issues or abusive behavior or less serious stuff. Mm, right. You know, we talk about break the cycle, break the cycle. Right. Yes. And so often the reason the cycle, whatever the cycle is mm-hmm. in some families, it's just a cycle of, we don't talk about our feelings. Right. right? It's not, a, yeah. it's not a, an abuse cycle. It's, I think that would be my cycle is I, you know, I grew up in a home where mm. my mom and dad never asked me how I was feeling. Mm. They, I never saw them express their feelings. So now as an adult, I'm not very great at that, Mm -hmm. right? So my issues then become my kids' issues. And praise the Lord, I married a woman who's, you know, his breaking cycles. Amazing. Rachel is good at talking about her feelings. She breaks every cycle. Um, But it's it's a weird one because we're never going to be perfect parents. Right. And our issues, sometimes we think we've got issues that we have resolved. And it's not until a parenting moment happens when we realize, Mm -hmm. oh, gosh, I didn't even know that was still an issue in my life or it's, it's, it's kind of scratch. It's peeling a scab off of something that I thought was kind of healed, but maybe it's not. Um, and it, it's just a reminder of kind of the yin and the yang yeah. of we want it. We want to be good. We want to be healthy parents so that our issues don't become our kids issues. Exactly. And at the same time, we're never going to yeah. be, we're never going to have it all figured out. And we're always going to be flawed parents. Right. Absolutely. And we're always going to, no matter how much hard work we do to not react, so, somewhere along the way, 
it's that they're going to push a button or poke at something that's going to bring a reaction and remind us of, Oh man, I I still have work to do. And that's a good, that's a good learning. It's it's painful, but it's a good learning. Yeah. And it's a good encouragement for us to continue to lean into community, like our podcast community or whatever circle of parenting friends that you have, because rather than a place of judgment, it can't, which sometimes, unfortunately that could be uh, the reality, but Really, it's a place where we realize, wow, we're all kind of struggling through this together and we continue to struggle, but we're going to do this together as a community. Totally. And I think in moments where, you know, that reaction comes, you know, um, they get that negative reaction out of me. I try to do my best to circle back later when I'm Mm. cooled off and to say, this is what was actually going on inside of me has nothing to do with you. I am responsible for how I react. I'm responsible mm. for, my, for my emotions, and I'm sorry. Oh, so good. Yeah. And trying to be better next time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that's, that's awesome. why that's why the like the the label of this season, this stage of parenting for you as a parent of crafter, is those elementary years are such vital years for you to be crafting mm-hmm. in them. And and when you go when you circle back around and you're willing, which is hard to do as a parent. Yes. To say, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got it wrong. My reaction was about me, not about you, right? That's hard stuff to say. But when you're willing to go there, what you're doing is you're crafting mm-hmm, in them, mm-hmm. yes. right? This sense of, oh, That's it's right. okay to to get it wrong. Yep. It's okay to admit my own faults. Yes, You're yep. crafting in them a healthy understanding that, wow, my mom is not perfect. Right. And she's still on a journey, right? Yes. And, and they're not necessarily processing it all that way, <laughs> but you are crafting that. They're experiencing that. it. Yeah, they're, right. ex- they're experiencing that. So good good on you, Joyce. That's awesome. I, yeah, I actually got to see that yesterday where, you know, sometimes you think you're doing work as a parent. You're like, is this working? Is this, <laughs> is this resounding with anybody? You know, but yesterday, Amelia, she came up to me. She, she responded in a way that wasn't... Um, it wasn't nice. And so afterwards she hopped in the shower and she came out. She's like, mom, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have responded that way. It was disrespectful. And I'm sorry. And I was just like, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Give you, thank you. But it means a lot. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yep. That's so, so cool. And man, you need those little wins, right? Yeah. Because the next five times she might not apologize. Totally. Right. I mean, it, but man, you're going to hold on to a parent going, but I remember when she did. Yeah. And I know that 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 seed has been planted. She does have that skill. She's she's a fourth grader. She's not she's not going to get it right every time. Exactly. But she but there's hope there. There's hope. That's good. That's really good. Well, when you think about um, your role as a crafter and we we've established in our in our on purpose parent plan that one of the primary goals when you have elementary kids and as you're crafting them is this goal of nurturing their faith. Mm -hmm. And when we're followers of Jesus and we're plugged into a church, sometimes it's tempting to just assume, well, the church, that's the church's job. (laughs) The church, that's why we take them to church. So they they can nurture their faith. Um, But we all know that that's only a small piece of the picture Absolutely. At, at the best kids are at church a few hours a week it you know the mm-hmm. most committed families their kids are only at church a few hours a week and they're at home and living out in the real world the rest of the time what what's something that um that you would say man this is a strategy or something that's been effective in 
your goal of helping nurture mm. your children's faith outside of the church? I would say it's a combination of a few things. Um, as we talk about the hard things with our kids, um, giving them, and it's something that I personally use, so I know that it's effective. God's word is living and it's alive and, and we know that we can use it anytime. And so when they come to me about something hard, I try to, you know, give them a verse. Here's something to fight against what you're struggling mm-hmm. with. Um, and, you know, simple ones that they can remember. Right. Um, that's one one thing that we try to do. Another thing is that we try to make it a point to pray together as a family every night to um, be actively uh, listening for the needs that are out there and pray mm-hmm. together for those things. Um, I would say hospitality is another one. Um, Chris, I actually got this one from you. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of making your home, the place where your kids' friends want to be at, mm-hmm. yeah. where they feel That's welcome mm-hmm. and loved. Even it, it doesn't have to be this grandiose kind mm-hmm. of thing. It could just be setting out some snacks and just creating an environment where they are happy to be there mm-hmm. and just making it fun and enjoyable. And so I've been trying to do that with the kids, hosting little parties, you know, for different occasions, um, having dinner together sometimes after KSG kids small group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so things like that. Uh, and I think with that is, is just establishing those relationships of trust and fun. And, you know, that could be the stepping stone to um, something else in mm-hmm. the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to keep in mind. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, I'm going to read between the lines for a second and you can tell me if I'm off track or not. Okay. But cause Doug, what, what Doug talked about last week was very similar and there, there's almost like two ways to go about nurturing our kids faith. One is the very disciplined strategic way mm-hmm. of we have family devotions mm-hmm. every Wednesday night. <laughs> we have family game night and we play mostly Christian board games every Monday night. We pray every night. We have family Bible verse members that right? And it's right. very, very like strategic, structured, structured intentional way to, right. to disciple and nurture our children's faith. And then there's the Jones way, the Johnson way. What I think I know about the Reeds and the Yoon's way is a little bit more of what I would just call like a holistic organic approach mm-hmm. of living life yeah. as a family in such a way that biblical principles and the the Jesus way of approaching life just sort of leaks out mm-hmm. out of and into everything we do as a family. Yes. It's just, it's just kind of who we are. Yeah. And it's I'm good. not saying that compartmentalizing it is a bad strategy. I'm just suggesting because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we as parents, we almost get like guilt guilt heaped mm. on us because we're not doing the super strategic right. intentional right. things. And if that works for your family, go for it. There's nothing bad about it. Right. There is an other way that might be just as effective if you're a little bit more of an organic family who it, it comes more naturally to you as parents and it just works better if you're a family right. to say, Hey, we want the same thing 
we're just going to kind of go at it in a, in a way that's a little bit more organic and loose and a little bit more of a holistic approach as opposed to a little bit more compartmentalized. Neither one's better than the other. Right. I just, I never had anybody in that when I was a young parent free me from the guilt of, I was mm. just, I felt this pressure. Like you got to right. do it. You got to do this, mm. this, 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 and this, or else you're, cause your kids are getting inundated by the world. The world has a plan. So you right. better have a plan. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah um, totally. So yeah. Is, am I off base with no. my, how I'm reading, how you and Doug do it? Is no, that- you're absolutely right. I think our family focuses more on seizing the opportunity mm. and trying to incorporate God in it and pointing, mm. pointing them towards Jesus. Um, as we see opportunities arise and I would say that it's, it's bared fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really great. And also, I mean, just to go off of that, one of the two, one of the things that both you and Doug talked about was just being open to the questions that they have, whatever questions that they have. You said Emmy does, you know, she's the creative and she also sometimes have these deep questions. I think even that is nurturing faith, just whatever questions they may have, whether it's like, really deep like about death or something a little bit maybe more lighthearted just creating that space yeah. is such a a wonderful mm. crafter role yeah. as parents and it doesn't yeah. have to be forced right. yes it's just what are they curious about yeah. or what are they worried about exactly and meeting them where they're at yeah exactly yeah, it's so good well when we when we um kind of train our youth leaders and our children's mm-hmm. workers our children leaders at church we talk about the fact that everything teaches something Mm. Or we'll call it the hidden curriculum and and not making the mistake of thinking the only time the kids in student ministries or kids ministry, the only time they're learning is during the formal teaching time. No, they're learning all the time how we treat the disruptive student, how how we treat first time guests. How, how we handle it when our team didn't win the little game that we played in Sunday school. They're like, how we're always teaching. Yes. And, and, don't make the mistake of thinking, well, the only time is in this compartmentalized 20 minutes. And I think that's true for parenting too, that's is good. the reminder that it's great if we have compartmentalized, intentional family devotions, but boy, mom and dad, don't make the mistake of thinking that's the only time you're modeling Jesus. Right. Or that's the only time you're teaching the faith is during family devotions. Yeah. How, how mom and dad talk to each other is teaching yeah, yeah how how mom and dad respond to stuff going on in the neighborhood yes right when we when kids hear mom and dad gossiping about the 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 old lady's dog who poops on the front yard <laughs> that's just my neighbor that might just be my neighborhood i'm calling out a neighbor <laughs> my goodness gracious the amount of poop that lady's dog puts on my front yard oh, my, oh right? no but how our kids hear us yeah, talking yeah. about that it's true it might teach more yeah. about our faith and our, our relationship with Jesus and how we live his ways or not than any family devotion ever could. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it's in the subtleties and, and they yeah. do pick up. They are listening. They'll right. tell me, mom, I'm always listening. I'm like, I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, even when you think they're not. So yeah. um, to just stay mindful of that is right. super important. That's really good. Um, so we, you know, we talked about how parenting is, is tough. We said parenting is a wild ride. I mean, you can get the simple mundane moments to these wild deep moments and also that we have to be introspective about our own issues to be able to really um, be there for our kids in a healthy, holistic way. I mean, all of that is so tough. Parenting is so, it's a tough, tough job. Um, 
being in this stage of crafter and having kids that are 10 and seven for other parents, any listeners that we have that have kids maybe in similar stage, any word of advice that you might give to them, any thought to just encourage them as they are living out their life in this very tough, but beautiful experience of being a parent? Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and Doug is really good at embracing this as well. And it's something that somebody once told me, and I really took it to heart, and I've just seen how beneficial it's been. And it ties to what we've already been talking about, and it's listening even when it's inconvenient. Mm. Because most of the time, your kids are going to want to open up at inconvenient times. Mm. My kids like to wait until after we've put them to bed. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) To wake up and come with this deep question. Mm. But I've actually come to really embrace those moments Mm. because I know they're going to spark really meaningful conversation Mm -hmm. or just to have the ability to see them come stressed and to see them leave at Mm. peace. That really makes Mm. me feel like I'm there for them. Mm. They can count on me and they know that they can count on me and Doug to be Mm. there for them and to guide them. And along with that, I think grace and wisdom first over shame. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, When they're coming to you about the hard things, it's hard not to react Mm -hmm. and just to do your best to hold back those reactions. Maybe, you know, it still needs to come with a consequence, but to invite that in, extend the grace that Christ Mm -hmm. extends to us, impart what you want to communicate Mm -hmm. to them, the wisdom part, and then um, have that, you know, because I think when we think a lot about our wounds and and what affects us, a lot of of it starts in childhood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, we're affected by the things that are said or the reactions that we got when we were little. Mm -hmm. And so if I can be that person for my kids who says, I hear you, you know, maybe that shouldn't have happened. Uh, We shouldn't have done that, but I still love you Mm -hmm. and I'm still here for you. And I think hopefully my hope, my prayer is that they'll grow into adults who know that they are loved Mm. by me, no matter what they are loved by their dad no matter what. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. My gosh. So good. That was so good. Grace. um, Wow. It's obvious you're such a better parent than your husband, Doug. (laughs) 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 No, I I mean, but seriously, I'm sitting here listening to, to you and, and by the way, Doug as well, he said some of the same, very similar things, which makes sense. You guys are obviously aligned for the most part um, as parents. Um, Man, thanks for sharing. I know it's intimidating to come on a podcast and answer questions and, you know, it, it, it can feel like we're positioning you as some kind of parenting expert or somebody who's doing it all right. You're not. You're not a parenting I expert. I definitely you, am not. You're not doing it right. Neither. 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 Yeah. Neither of us. <laughs> n- yes. To both of us. We aren't either. We aren't either. Well, that makes me um, feel good. Yes. But. I hope that this this episode and really this this whole podcast for people who listen is just a breath of hope, yeah. a breath of a little bit of fresh wind in, in their sails. Um, so for those of you who are listening, maybe you don't have a elementary age child, but you know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. And would you please consider passing 
both last week's episode and this week's episode, because these are the two that we're dedicating to the, the role of raising kids in first through fifth grade, crafting them mm-hmm. and nurturing their faith. And hopefully um, what Doug and Joyce have both shared over the last two episodes is helpful to them. It's been helpful Great. for me oh, just man. as I'm listening. I'm going, man, that's such good stuff. So good. And how much of it, which we've talked about, it's not like you move from one stage right. to the next or one role or goal to the next, never to think about the other one again. <laughs> you, you know, there, there's always a blending of. And so even as Joyce was talking about listening and grace over shame, mm-hmm. well, I'll tell you what, if you're the parent of a junior high or high schooler, that's <laughs> still, that's a skill mm. you, you can still utilize. Absolutely. Um, so even if this, you're not in this current stage of parenting, I think there's some, just some gems, gems, yes. just some Rolled. gold nuggets. Yep. So thanks Joyce for that. Thanks for everybody for listening. Thank you. Producer Chris, as always. Thank you. Bye everybody. Yes. We'll Thank you, you so much. It's a Christmas song. It really is a Christmas song. I wasn't kidding.